Want to take a shower with Mitch? Hey, Siri, play Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. I couldn't find Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon in your music. Ugh, she never works. Direct from Montreal, Canada, this is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Welcome to this episode of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Joining me. From a uh, well, from a hotel room in Schenectady, New York, it is uh, Night Ranger guitarist Brad Gillis. He is, of course, working on a solo album right now. We're going to talk about that. And and Night Ranger has signed another record deal, so a new Night Ranger album is uh, coming. And uh, we also going to discuss that. And uh, I had a chance to uh, to, of course, see their show in Schenectady at the Rivers Casino on uh, March 6th, and it was absolutely fantastic. This band just never, never disappoints. So do yourself a favor and uh, support Night Ranger. They are on tour this summer with White Snake and Sammy Hagar. Uh, before we get over to Brad, let me just tell you about this cool little contest I have. I have two prizes of custom guitar picks. So uh, what you need to do and I'll explain it all in detail. You have to go over to podchaser.com forward slash rock talk with Mitch Lafon. That is podchaser.com forward slash rock talk with Mitch Lafon. And you need to uh, follow the show, like the show, and leave a positive review. Once all that is done, you will be automatically entered into a contest to win custom guitar picks made by. Omega Picks. Omega are the uh, say, or is the company that uh, some of the members of Alice Cooper use, some of the members of Foreigner use, and others. So you can have any design you want. Each prize, there's going to be two prizes, are going to be for a hundred dollars of custom picks. Which, if you have a uh, simple design, is is around roughly about two hundred and fifty picks, give or take. But you will have this uh, coupon for a $100, and uh, you can do whatever you want on the picks, whatever customizing you want. You know, uh, the, of course, the more intense, you know, if you have like 15 colors, you know, you're not going to get 250 picks. You'll get a, few, a little less. But anyway, you'll have this $100 coupon. Uh, you do have to go over to podchaser.com forward slash rock talk with Mitch LaFon. Like the show, follow the show. But more importantly, you have to leave a five-star positive review and in april in april pod chaser will select two winners and send you this coupon and then you can have your own guitar picks how's that how's that so if you're in a band or if you just want a cool little sort of business card to hand out the buddies uh, head over to podchaser.com forward slash rock talk with mitch lafon and on that here is the one the only from the mighty night ranger Brad Gillis. We are in uh, Schenectady, New York with Brad Gillis of Night Ranger. Uh, first of all, Brad, uh, bonjour. Uh, welcome to uh, upstate New York. Hey, kind of love it here. Uh, at least it's not snowing. No, I actually left in a blizzard this morning <laughs> to, wow. to come here. Uh, but let's talk about uh, what Night Ranger, what's going on with Night Ranger. You're on tour, of course. You're going to be on that massive tour with Sammy Hagar, which... Admittedly, I'm jealous because that is a great package. So let's let's start there. Uh, 
Yeah, we're kind of looking forward to that. You know, we had a, uh, you know, we started out with Sammy helping us out back in the day. We were just Ranger, and he took us under his wing, and we went out and did a bunch of shows with him. And, uh, you know, Bill Graham was on our side back then in the San Francisco Bay Area, so that was great. And and then, uh, you know, like I said, Sammy took us out. Then uh, next thing you know, uh, we're shopping for a record deal and got the deal. And, and in the last 35, 37 years, we've, we do a bunch of shows with Sammy here and there. I had a couple weeks last year, and... And we got invited to do this uh, Sammy Whitesnake Night Ranger tour. It's like 40 shows, and they might be adding more. But it's all over the country, and it's going to be fun, man. You know, Joel Hoekstra being uh, – and Reb Beach from yeah. Whitesnake being alumni of Night Ranger, especially Joel. I was right. Reb did a uh, – what was that, 2007? Yeah. Something like that. He did, all, I don't know, six months or a year, whatever it was yeah. with us. and. And so it'll be great to hang with those guys and just be on a nice amphitheater tour and looking forward to it. Yeah, that's going to be great. And uh, since you mentioned that uh, the past with uh, Rubicon and that kind of stuff, you had uh, Johnny Cola, who's in Huey Lewis, in that band for like a, a hot minute. Yeah, you know, that was the start of, of it all for me personally. Uh, out of high school, playing in club bands for about a year and doing real well, you know, actually making money playing in a band was kind of cool for an yeah. 18 year old kid, you know. And I was too young to get in the bars, but uh, <laughs> I got a fake ID in Berkeley and I got away with it. But uh, that really, I really grew a lot doing that and learned how to play, you know, funky ninth chord ch- chicken chicken licks and stuff like that. And, and then um, there was a band called Rubicon. They were auditioning for a guitar yeah. player and they had a record deal with 20th Century Fox Records. And they heard about me and they came in <clears> to see me playing with this club band and and said come on down for an audition i guess they auditioned like 25 guys and i was the last guy to go in and uh, they actually gave me the gig and gave me the cassette to the learn great the, the great cassette to learn the songs that, yeah I, and so that led to rubicon getting a record deal with 20th century fox records doing a couple records and we did the cal jam too, march 18th 1978 the yeah. biggest day of my rock and roll life 250,000 people, you know. Frank Errol, Marino's on that, too. I Frank think. Marino, Mahogany Rush, yeah, Aerosmith, yeah. Ted Nugent, Dave Mason, Hart, uh, Santana, Aerosmith, yeah, all yeah, these bands. I mean, everybody. And it, it was just great for me um, to be in a band that, uh, you know, was playing such a big show. But it, it really didn't take off. We were trying to bridge the gap between funk and rock because disco was real big in the late mm-hmm. 70s and, and, you know, the metal scene and, and rock and roll was kind of kicking in pretty hard, pretty hard again and and uh, really didn't work. So Jack Blades was in the band and we stuck together and uh, uh, formed Ranger in about 1979, 1980. So that's where it all began. And like you're saying, Johnny Cola was in Rubicon for, for a bit because um, we had a three-piece horn section. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny, all the Bay Area musicians that are intertwined in different bands and such yeah. and playing gigs here and there. And it's pretty amazing, you know. And after, you know, basically, you know, 40 years of uh, the inception of Night Ranger, you know, we're still out touring, you know, and, and, and can't, can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. And it's just amazing that the sound that the that, that the Bay Area had with Tower of Power and with Huey Lewis and Santana and, Santana and all these... Yeah. Uh, Metallica. Metallica. Yeah, Metallica. Journey. They, they, they redefined it later on. But uh, in fact, I, I want to keep this short today because we want to just sort of focus on the new. But you did mention 40 years going on to 50 years. What has kept the bands going? Because we, in those last 40 years, we've seen the right set Freds and the culture clubs and all these bands that come in and out. They're hot for a minute and then they're gone. And yet you look at Aerosmith, you look at Metallica, you look at Night Ranger and Whitesnake. And we can just go on and on and on and on. 
Yeah, man, I, that's a tough call because, you know, first yeah. of all, you got to get along. You got to dump the egos. You got to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, luckily, we're, uh, I consider ourselves not really an A band, but basically a glorified B band, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're like three three or four hits shy of being an A band, mm-hmm. but it's what it is, and we've sustained throughout our career. And, you know, we started out opening, uh, when we got a record deal in early 83, opening for Kiss, and, and you know, we did CZ Top and Cheap Trick and every band you could imagine we were opening for. And then, you know, we had uh, uh, Don't Tell Me You Love Me was out and did real well on MTV and, and when it first came out. And then, you know, we released the second record, Midnight Madness, and had a rock and, Still Rockin' America on it, which did real well on MTV and radio. Mm-hmm. And then that little magic song that has sustained our career called Sister Christian. So, um, boom, all of a sudden we went to headlining status in about 1980. Four, uh, we started headlining all through the the 80s, and then you know we we split up right towards the end because we had been doing 250 shows a year for quite a few years all through the 80s, and every, we were all fried basically. Yeah. And then you know next thing you know uh, the 90s come and here comes Nirvana, you know, and it changed the scope of music uh, on radio and everything else. So basically, we'd broken up and everybody did other, other little things here and there. But uh, we got back together in late 95, 96. The Japanese wanted us to you know, get the original band back together and offered us a Japanese record deal and a tour. So we all got back together and it was perfect timing because you know, it had been five or six years since we had been together. And we had did the whole run with that and through the 90s. And we just kept going and going. And we had a couple band member changes. But the, the core nucleus of the band is still there, which is Jack Blades, Kelly Kagi, and I. Yeah. Um, and which is great because you still have, you know, my guitar going and singing and then. And, 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 well, and, two singers, yeah. And, yeah. And then Jack and Kelly singing all the leads. So uh, we've been doing real well. And, you know, we kind of changed agencies, went from William Morris to CAA. And all of a sudden we upped our game when we went to CAA. And they have all these great bands. Uh, we just signed with them um, six, eight months ago. They got, <coughs> excuse me, all these great bands to tour with. Next thing you know, we got all these tours and packages coming up that are just amazing. Uh, and we're going to probably do 100 shows this year. So I, I tell you, man, I think my lucky stars will still be doing what I love to do. Yeah, it, it is absolutely fantastic. Now, of course, in the 90s, you did an album with Gary Moon. And in 2019, 2020, you've done an album with Gary Moon. So for fans that don't know, you're doing a solo album. Uh, and you just did a, ver- a video for it, so so it's getting closer to being released, I would imagine. Yeah, so basically, I've been working on the song for quite a few years because I've the album for quite a few years because I had so many songs to choose from, and I just want a great song. So, you know, just kind of kind of honing in my production skills and getting Gary up. I had him up like he's in L.A. I'm in the Bay Area, San Francisco, mm-hmm. and got him up for like eight or nine times. I've been singing all these songs and getting it together, and we're so close right now. But but still, I'm touring and. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm doing TV music, and it's just a lot going on. Uh, but I definitely want to finish this record. We're to the point where... Uh, well, you made a video, so... Yeah, we made a video. Uh, my, my good buddy out of, uh, out of Philadelphia, um, Brian Isley, uh, he, he uh, is a vice president of this, uh, this big company in Philly that does all the big commercials and people bands videos and stuff. Good friend of mine. He flew out. He was in the Bay Area. He shot the whole thing in, in, my, in my home studio uh, on an iPhone just to be a little different, you know. And, and uh, he's uh, editing and is now with this company, getting it all together and looking forward to seeing that. And so we're going to have a, you know, the first single called Sex and the Money. Which, which I've heard is a great song. Yeah, I there's, think there's some great songs on this on this yeah, upcoming solo album. Yeah, thanks, man. I, you know, it's been a long time coming, and then, and uh, I'm, it's about time to, you know, you don't you don't finish a record, you abandon it. 
You gotta say no. You let it go. No more mixing. No, let it go. It let sounds it go. good the way it let is. Let it go. So I'm to that point. And, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic because uh, not only, you know, my record coming out, and I just got another record deal. And yeah, fact, I was going to ask at, you about that. Yeah, you were at Soundcheck today. Uh, uh, we just started jamming on a riff and then added a B section and a bridge and, you know, the chorus and everything. So we just kind of got a rough foundation of a new song. And we're signing it with Frontiers Records over in Italy. We did our, quite a few last records. And, sure. and so we're looking forward to doing that. Getting together, and we can get together in my home studio with the band here in about a month when we have a, dr- a break in between uh, a couple shows and just keep pounding out this new record and try to get it done, I don't know, six months, whatever it takes with our touring schedule. And then have it out for like the spring of 2021 kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Once you do the, the setup and the mastering yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Something like that. That's okay. where they're, they're, pu- they're pushing for spring of uh, 21. Which would make sense because that sets you up for the touring schedule of 2021, which, you know, hopefully will be another package date and hopefully will be another three, four bands. But musically, the last three albums that you have put out are probably three of the best albums you've ever made. Sonically, they sound great. Lyrically, they, they speak to the audience. Do we do we sort of stick to that formula? Do we sort of think back of what we did in 1980-whatever well, we, we, we stuck to the same formula for these records you're talking about. Right. Basically, we got the twin guitar attack from Kelly Kelly, Kelly, Kelly and me and Jack and Kelly. And, and you had Kelly. Joe Hoekstra at the time too. Yeah, yeah. And this is uh, the second album with Kerry Kelly on uh, guitar. Uh, so, you know, him and I get together. We, you know, do the same format with, you know, nice harmonies and split off to our solos and such. And, and Jack and Kelly trading off lead vocals and our, and our formatted uh, three-part harmonies that we've done throughout our career, you know. So uh, basically the only thing that's different as far as musically uh, is the production. The production's bigger now because uh, just uh, everything, everything just sounds bigger with, uh, you know, Pro Tools and uh, plugins and, mm-hmm. and mastering gear and stuff like that you know, everything just sounds bigger and better and and, and fatter you know i mean uh, you listen to records back in the day and you listen to records from to today and you definitely tell the difference with something more yeah production more value has production. has value yeah let's put it that way and we'll finish with this uh, you're going to be at m3 yes you have played m3 before quite it a is, few times it is a great festival it keeps the scene alive it keeps the spirit alive just yes. to steal from the killer dwarves of canada um, what does the band? What does that mean to the band in terms of a festival and having festivals like that around that you can go play that keeps fans interested? Because they, it's really there should be more. There should be an M four and an M five and an M six. Quite frankly, yeah. Well, you know, they kind of keep it eclectically cool every year by changing mm-hmm. bands up. So we we go there every two or three years, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, they they keep switching stuff up to, for the fans to come see new bands or bands they haven't seen in a while. But it is a three-day festival, and they get a lot of people in there. And it's pretty crazy. It's pretty fun. Um, you know, so we're looking forward to that. We, we always go to Japan. Been there basically 19 <laughs> times. Probably did 60 shows there in the past 35 years of our career. So we always go to Japan when we release a record. And, you know, we got an offer for... Uh, the Sweden Rock Festival opening for Guns N' Roses. Nice. That's an interesting combination. Yeah, that's June, June 7th or 8th. And, and so. you had the uh, Dawn of Madness shows. Are, are we done with those or are we having a few more? Because I haven't seen one yet. So we, yeah, we, I, we, I'm we need not a few sh- more. I'm not sure we need it, but people that don't know what it is, we took the first record, Dawn Patrol, and the second record, Midnight Madness, which are two big records. Yep. They both went, you know, platinum, double platinum, basically both. Yep. Um, and we've been doing a night of both records, uh, back to back 
And it's a long show. It's an hour, a two-hour, 15, two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour show. And we play every song from both those records. And it's a blast because we had to go and relearn a lot of these songs that we never even played before, right. which is kind of fun for us. But it is a long show, but we call it, you know, the Dawn of Madness Tour. Um, so that's been going well. We kicked ass in Japan uh, six months ago, sold every show out, three shows in Tokyo and one in Osaka. And, and, and you know, the merch flew off the shelves because... Uh, you know, nobody has a Dawn of Madness shirt, shirt or, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, what? Can, let me ask you this: when you're when you're relearning songs that you haven't played live or you haven't played in 35 years, do you sort of recall technique that you might have lost over the years and go, "Oh shit, what was I doing?" That's kind of like does does it reteach you how to be Brad Gillis? Oh uh, well, you know what I mean? uh, yeah. There's a couple songs I kind of went, "Well, how did I do that?" You know, but uh, basically, I did it, and I kind of remember what I did. But it's just relearning some of those parts that maybe you're not acclimated to and, right. but but you know but it helps make a new new record when you're going to do this new one in the fall yeah it's like oh look at that I, i'm I, yeah I'm, just keeping those chops up but yeah. uh but yeah the, so the dawn of madness tour thing we were doing we did it at selected cities and japan uh but uh, we might be doing a, a few more i'm not sure what we got on the books now we've got that big hagar whitesnake tour coming up but uh, that's the biggest basically thing. We're, we're busier than hell man and 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 we're all digging it because this band wants to work you know yep and uh you know and and we don't go out and do the two three weeks on a tour bus we're too old for that shit so basically <laughs> you know really i mean you know cooped yeah. up with a bunch of dudes on a bus every night you know traveling around <laughs> the freaking country uh without so, a shower yeah, well, no, we get we shower at the gigs or hotels, whatever, whatever. But but the thing, thing is, we're so used to this weekend warrior thing where we fly out on Thursdays and play Fridays and Saturdays, like this weekend and, and next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's we've got used to that, and it's kind of cool because we fly home on Sundays and we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off to do other projects or whatever we need to do, and then back out for the weekend of Friday and Saturday night shows. So it's been working out real well. But when we do the White Snake thing, I think we're doing two, two and a half weeks on. A week, week and a half off, and two and a half weeks on, yeah, whatever it is. Somebody's got to go home and feed the dog, right? Yeah, poor dog. <laughs> he ran away. He was hungry. He was hungry. Anyway, on that, we will leave it because I know you have to get ready for the show. And uh, merci as we say thank you. Yeah. This has been Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. For more exclusive content and interviews, subscribe on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, and many more. Follow Mitch on all the socials, especially Twitter, at Mitch LaFon, and on Instagram, at Mitch underscore LaFon. Get your Mitch merch now at loudtracks.com slash Mitch.